Ever since I was a kid, I was always interested in space. One day, we might go out there. Or even as a kid looking at the moon, imagining in my mind, what would it look like to look at Earth from the moon? And I'm under the impression that there's already aliens on the moon. One of these next podcast episodes, I'm going to do a deep dive analysis on the moon aliens, the UFOs. A lot of people point their telescopes up at the moon, and they have video footage on YouTube. It is what it is. I'm just telling you. Ro Jogan, he recently did a podcast with Michio Kaku. For some reason, I always felt like this guy was giving off a little bit of a shill vibe. Like he's, he's not telling us the whole truth. That's how I felt a couple years back. But he did a three-hour-long interview with Ro Jogan, and he's one of the leading scientist dudes. I've never had a knack for Scientology, but I am interested as an outsider perspective. I don't do the math. I don't do the chemistry. I am taking a biology class right now, but that's just so I can get my monthly GI Bill payments. It is what it is. I'm just being honest. But to have somebody that's in their field talking about type 1 civilizations, type 2, and all that type of stuff. And one of the interesting things that he was talking about was Brain 2.0, or Internet 2.0 is BrainNet. So Internet 2.0, that's one of the buzzwords that a lot of people are talking about. Like, oh, Internet 2.0, that's going to be when the metaverse takes over and we get the, we get the VR goggles. Brain net. Type 1 civilizations. They use all the planet's energies. Apparently, we're about 0.7, so we're almost there. We can harness the energy of the sun, but it's kind of inefficient. Apparently, it's not as efficient as coal or gasoline. I don't really know. Type 2 civilization is where you can harness the energy of the star system that you are in. And then type 3 civilization, harnessing the energy from multiple stars. Very interesting stuff. And they started to talk about Star Trek and all that. And this is where I wish I could have chimed into the conversation, talking about sci-fi here. One of my favorite sci-fi things was Mass Effect. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. And Andromeda broke my heart. It ain't what it is. EA Sports. It's in the game. More like it's into microtransactions. And some of the things that this dude says, Michio Kaku, is very uh, shill-like. He's talking about how UFOs are most likely drones. <laughs> and how it's going to take like 100,000 years for us to reach type 3 civilization. And he bases this analysis on charts of energy usage yearly. Apparently increases 2% every single year. But what if you get a new technology, bro? But I guess just based on the trajectory that we're at right now, gonna take 100,000 years for us to have spaceships in the sky that can absorb the power from a black hole. His butt buddy Ray Kurzweil is talking about the singularity in 2027. I believe him. Quantum computers. If you think about it, that's what you need to operate all these machines, all the robots, the drones, and even like a computer system, like an alien mother. You see that big computer that they have an alien and they try to talk to it and reason with it? I'm pretty sure that Mother is supposed to be a quantum computer AI. He goes on to talk about how in the future you're going to be able to fly like Iron Man. You're going to be able to plug in your consciousness and put it on the moon and get an artificial VR body. I don't believe him. I believe technological immortality is a hoax or at least downloading your consciousness. Because what if you're still alive? The only way, shit, I wouldn't even do it because it's just algorithms at that point. They're talking about algorithms and brain firing signals and electrodes, magnetic pulses. That's not what makes up a human. Yeah, you can put that into a computer, but what about the soul? S-O-L-E. It's a philosophical question, spiritual question, and religious. It's a human question, and I don't believe they're ever going to be able to do it. I don't care if it's the year 3,200. I'm going to tell my kids, do not 
put your consciousness into a microchip. It's not real. They're just going to fool you. They're going to make you believe that you're going to be able to extend your life by living in the computer. But how do you know that you're really going to the computer, bro? You don't know. They could be tricking you all along. Or I could be totally dead wrong. And, uh, what is it? Altered carbon? Altered carbon will be a reality. We'll be able to buy sleeves. I'll be able to be, uh, a <laughs> big titty barefoot waifu. If I choose so. Jobs. Every single time I think about what my potential is as a human being. The thing that stops me every single time is money. It's like, I need money for this. I need money for that. Such a doggone pain in my ass. Maybe I should get a job or a career that's not very creatively or satisfying at all, but I get a lot of money. Then I'll be able to buy my land, build my house. Maybe I should just keep doing my hobbies on the side and stop going to school and just get like a steady trucking job or something like that and then stack money for 40 years straight. Is the trucking industry even gonna be around with the revolution of these new robots? The next technological revolution? They already got them self-driving Tesla robots on the road. You don't need truckers no more. And all these truckers that are protesting, just making yourselves look bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna replace you guys with robots. I'm telling you that right now. I have respect for truckers. I have a lot of experience driving a big rig. When I was in the U.S. Army, I was a 14 Tango, so I drove these big Hemets, million dollar missiles on the back, tons heavy, operating them with cranes, very primitive technology, loading the missiles with cranes, as opposed to a forklift because you can't really have that in a tactical war zone. You can have that in a perfect environment, but you're not going to be able to drive a forklift too far into a convoy unless you have the capability of loading the forklift onto a truck and transporting it which is what we should have done but we didn't have that tech we didn't have those vehicles so we had to use a crane that was attached to the back of our vehicle we picked up these million dollar missiles boom put them on there point them towards the sky air defense artillery cobra strike now you got drones drone warfare you don't even need troops in the field just get spot the dog Put a 50 cal on his back. You're good to go. What are we talking about sending troops to Ukraine? Just send a bunch of robot spots there. They'll be alright. <laughs> and the drones too. Dude, there's this video of like these 20 drones flying through a forest. I think I recorded it on one of the previous podcasts probably. That's kind of the cool thing, right? You guys now have a backlog of stuff. And we have some lore that we're building upon right now in the present moment. Wow. Very swell. Wish I could have a back and forth conversation with somebody. But... It is what it is. If I'm the only one that wants to speak my thoughts into the microphone, I'm going to do it. Even if I'm the last man on earth. I am legend style. Streaming to zero viewers. Shade. Shade. That's what I would be doing. If the I am legend scenario broke out and I was one of the last men on earth. He wasn't the last man on earth, by the way. He was just isolated inside the city. He was the only one that was smart enough to barricade his house and stay silent throughout the night so that the night walkers couldn't find him. Right. Pretty easy stuff. Michio Kaku and Ro Jogan went on the conversation talking about memory transfer in rats. Okay, and how it's been proven and they're doing it in monkeys right now. And you know the next step after monkeys is humans. Interesting. The memories, dude. Memory projection. So they had these mouses and they tied some wires to their brains against their will. You know how it is. And then they recorded their memories of doing stuff, drinking water. And then they were able to transfer it put the wires onto another rat in Japan, Africa, somewhere like that. Just the file of the memory because they can put the memory into a file now based on chemical neurotransmitters and shit like that. And they put those chemical patterns into the same spot of the other rat across the globe and they were able to have that memory. Isn't that some like 
wicked shit. Aren't we just going a little bit too far with science? Is that morally ethical? I would say so, if it's for the case of science progression towards the stars. I think that's the main objective of being a human. If I were to die today and somebody were to ask me, yo, what's the meaning of life? What would cats say? Hmm, there's a lot of ways I could go about this. Smoke weed every day, drinking some brewskis, go tube down, down by the river. You could spend your time on earth doing endless amounts of things, endless pursuits, and people will have an argument and a case for every single thing. You can make videos and make people laugh. You could write stuff that nobody will ever read. You become a performer for drunk people that don't even know your name at a bar. You could do a whole lot of things. You could also reach for the stars. And if nobody else was doing it, I would be doing it. I think that's the main priority, the primary thing of a human. A lot of people say it's fornication, having babies, spreading the seed, duh. If you don't have babies, the human race will go extinct. But I don't think we had that problem. We got about nine billion people on the planet. We might need to start reducing those numbers Bill Gates style. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Klaus Schwab style. Maybe put some uh, stronger drugs into the... That, that's, that's the big depopulation thing. How come they don't just make drugs legal? If they're really trying to depopulate us, guys. Drugs aren't legal. That depopulation conspiracy theory might need a little bit of work. <laughs> Plus, it'd be so easy to depopulate. Illuminati. Uh, I remember when I was in high school and I, the first time I ever heard about the Illuminati, it was this girl. She was talking to the teacher in class and she was talking about how, you know, Rihanna sold her soul to the devil, right? I also knew this other girl in high school that believed in the matrix theory that everything is a simulation. And this was back in like 2000. This is before the fucking internet took over our lives. Interesting stuff. There's government people there, real. I don't think they have it out for us specifically. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know though, if they gave me a million bucks to be on their side, ah, I, might, I might do it, bro. <laughs> I'll put some fluoride in the water. <laughs> See, that's one of the things, they talk about predictive programming and subliminal messaging. But what about in video games? What if Mass Effect has propaganda in it? Xenophobia. Uh. So if this case were to be true, conspiracy theories in video games, let's, let's go on a tangent about this, all right? Fortnite, you guys see the new Fortnite? They got a brand new, not barefoot skin, but it's a skin with the girl and she has, she's wearing high heels. Fortnite skins are getting looter and looter every single season. It's developing a lot of mommy issues in young men. Young women too. The last alien girl, there's also a barefoot purple girl. And imagine you're like 12 years old and you're clean civilized person. Not degenerate just yet. Not even culture. You're just playing outside and then you you go on to play Fortnite with your school friends. You add them on Twitter because that's what kids do to each other these days. According to my sister, she's a Gen Zer. You add each other on Twitter in classrooms, guys. What the fuck is going on? I didn't even have a phone in class. So imagine you're playing Fortnite and there's a big titty space girl. She's purple and she's got like green eyeballs. This is just going off of my own imagination. A combination of all the lewd Fortnite skins that I've seen. Flatfoot, that's a barefoot one. Ethereum or whatever, ethereal. Shit, man, there's anime girl kawaii skins with their thighs showing. It's like, this is what you look for in terms of the media that people consume. Because the media that people consume dictates the future of humanity within the next 10 years. You hear Nirvana and you want to become a rock and roller or whatever and you start making songs, you start making riffs, your fingers get blistered. And you listen to Jimi Hendrix. I'm a voodoo child. 
and you sit there for hours. I remember I was reading this article about Jimi Hendrix, how he would play guitar in the bathroom taking a shit. You have it plugged in or acoustic style. He'd just be playing guitar all day. And that guy inspired so many legends in the future. Imagine if nobody heard Jimi Hendrix. Nobody would want to be like Jimi Hendrix if nobody ever heard him. Let's say he had two views on YouTube if YouTube was around at that day and he died with two views and nobody gave him a shout out after he died. Music would probably be very polka-like, still pretty cringe like it was in the 50s. Sad. No, that's not true. We had uh, a lot of great musicians back in the olden days. Louis Armstrong, Billie Holiday, some other video games, big name games. Call of Duty Warzone, do they have a anti-Russian <laughs> DLC yet? Or anti-Russian season? <laughs> video game conspiracy theories. Seven video games predicted now. <laughs> Predictive programming in the video game home front. Let's see if you guys can see this. Hold on. Uh, Streamlabs. There we go. All right. So this video has 1,000 views by Federal Jack Tube 4. Predictive programming in the video game home front exposed. Part 2 out of 2. Okay. Let's see. It's got the matrix coding in the background. Federaljack.com. Uh, oh my god. You're not gonna believe what you're about to see. Federal Jack Productions. I gotta show my logo three fucking times, four times, title time. Oh my god! All right, all right. Let's turn off the music because uh, Spotify. Okay, let's let's see what this guy's conspiracy theory is. It looks like I'm gonna have to read this shit. Some people mistake the programming in the game as a way of the game makers trying to get the truth out. This is not the case. In the second video, you will see how survivalists are portrayed as crazy cannibals who torture and impale their enemies on the huge wooden stakes, like Dracula. Okay. Skulls of Koreans and Americans on pikes outside the entrance to the survivalist camp. <sighs> see, this is exactly what happens when you have too much time on your hands. Like, see, we were talking about video game conspiracy theories as a joke, but then there's actually people out here that are reading into this, agreeing with this. There's 19 comments of people agreeing with this guy, talking about how the game Homefront is predictive programming so that you don't like survivalists. This must be the early MKUltra stuff when they were just experimenting with video games. I don't think they do much of that these days. It's not just atrocities, by the way. A lot of times what happens with these things is they're just trying to get you used to different methods of thinking. But predictive programming, let's say I was like a, a proponent of having sex with android cat girls, right? And I was really into this and I experimented with the earliest waves of that tech, but people were very against it and I knew I could get funding if I just encouraged people to see my point of view. And what if I didn't even encourage them, I just forced my opinion onto them. I could make a big budget Hollywood movie talking about how I, I fell in love with this cat girl that people were being mean to, and then she saves the world, and maybe the androids aren't that bad after all. Love is love. So happens when you dive too deep, guys. Don't dive deep into the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. I think the best conspiracy theories come from my own mind. Not interfered by other people's perceptives, other people's opinions, other people's prerogatives. I wanna to be totally me. I once saw this crazy Reddit conspiracy theory and I had a hundred, hundreds of comments, hundreds of upvotes and I was talking about how uh, these girls in Gone Wild Audio and YouTubers alike are indoctrinating the public to be more lewd and degenerate. I can't make this shit up. 
And there are people there are green, a lot of people there are green. The reason I didn't talk about it is because it goes through a lot of darker aspects of these lewd things like they're talking about you guys know what i'm talking about you've probably seen it on like deviant art just different subgenres of lewd stuff and they're saying that these are actually cia people or government ops trying to indoctrinate the public to be less towards god and then you could easily put me as the front page ambassador as one of these people so this guy's trying to indoctrinate the public to like feet it's a mission given to him from the demons it is what it is man it is what it is people are crazy out here in these streets things i care about right now is my college education my gi bill i'm trying to buy some property some land i'm gonna build like a little homestead hopefully we can get some wi-fi on that homestead but that's gonna be like years down the line either way cats is gonna be about 40 years old living in a homestead one day feeding his chickens living with the fembot it's gonna be great it's gonna be a great world 5g tower sticking up out of my house so that i can get the fastest connection what do you need 5g for anyway as a home like a just a regular person what is it that gives you such an advantage do you really need a faster connection is it really real time because streamers can already be like three seconds real time if you use super low latency mode right it's been a little bit what while since I streamed, but you can get like a two second, three second delay. Do you really need instantaneous? Isn't that odd? You'd be in the same room, kind of, hypothetically, if you have an instant connection. There's not even a sec, a millisecond lag. You wouldn't even need you le to leave your house. It'd be almost spiritual. It'd be a religious mindfuck. I remember reading an article about how people were gonna go to church in the metaverse. Zuckerberg thought that he could indoctrinate or encourage the christians to hop on board the metaverse thing the christians aren't going to hop on board anything neither are the conservatives they're all set in their ways dude the metaverse Ooh. i'm totally down for the metaverse i can't wait zuck said 2025 it's 2022 we'll see 2025 to 2020 uh 2030 2025 to 2030 is what zucks was talking about right how that's when meta is going to be in everybody's household it's going to be included in many jobs how am i going to get that job to plug in a vr headset dude i could be naked at home what is up with all these conspiracy theorists saying that that's a bad thing to work from home i mean hey what's so bad about a universal basic income duh people aren't gonna want to work but to the people that are gonna work i'm still gonna be ahead of them right imagine you the listener you got a universal basic income would you continue working yeah fuck yeah you probably would you keep on working on the side you might work a little bit less hours you might dedicate more time towards a side gig like a hobby like oh shit now now that i got the universal basic income i can work on this album i can put in four hours a day into the album because i don't have to work this eight hour job I can work a four-hour job every day, or I could go to school for two hours a day. It opens up a whole lot of possibilities. And it's not even going to be that much money. Universal basic income, let's say a thousand bucks a month, maybe two thousand. Rent in Arizona is like over, like the average is like twelve hundred, one thousand two hundred a month for rent in my area. If I had a universal basic income of two thousand bucks, that would only leave me eight hundred bucks. And then you subtract two hundred for food and another two hundred for medical supplies, aka cannabis and nicotine <laughs> and you know just basic living expenses gas i could live off of two thousand bucks a month most people can't but i would try to get ahead in life by building up my small business maybe selling some t-shirts on the side 
keep on producing videos, keep on producing podcasts. Maybe I'll keep on getting some more ad revenue. That is something that I enjoy every single month. It's very nice to get that YouTube check. Some months were as slow where I haven't been posting anything at all. I think the last break I took was about five days, but that's because I went tubing down by the river. And you can see that I got sunburnt as hell. It's a little bit better than I was last time. Yesterday, I was burnt burnt. When I wake up in the morning, I like to clear my mind because that's when your mind is the most natural. Because I am really a firm believer that input is output. That's the thing that Cannabis the Rapper once said. He said, everything that I rap about is things that I think about and watch and view and read. Input is output, some shit like that. And it had me thinking like, that translates to all areas of life because if you see a certain video or a certain commercial later on, Hours later, a week later, you might be thinking about that little jingle or the tune. It gets put into your mind. It's almost like telepathy or like planting a seed. So when your mind is the most clear, the least polluted, it's best to meditate also for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever. I haven't meditated in about a week. It's about seven days. I have to meditate at least once a week, 20 minutes. That's it. That's like the bare minimum that I can do before I start losing my shit. Because your mind, there's so much shit clouded in there. And this is something that I learned after I quit smoking dope. I started smoking meth when I was 18 years old. I was just trying to have a good time. There was a hot girl, she had a key of cocaine. I never did cocaine before, so I did it. And that further led me down towards trying meth with somebody that worked there. We were in the bathroom. I was cleaning like crazy. <laughs> go fast, giggity go fast, giggity gacked. And that's what we used to call it as go fast. Because you don't sleep for days, you stay awake, clean. You think you're cleaning, but at the end of the day, at the end of the trip, you're like, fuck, what did I do? Where's all my money? <laughs> Where's my homie that I haven't seen in days? I lost him in the forest. Uh, that's not true. I lost him in the city. I almost got killed by a crackhead in the forest one time. I didn't even know it at the time. But I was dropping these crackheads off. I dropped them off in the middle of the woods. It was like the middle of a blacked out freeway. There was no cars. It's like 2 a.m. crackhead time. And it was this guy and this girl. And the girl, she was kind of friendly, but the guy was super sketchy, super quiet. Like he was like trying to make a move. Like he was sizing me up. I just had a weird vibe about him. They were homies of my homie, but I didn't like him. And they were like, hey man, come into this forest. I got something for you. I want to show you something. I was like, well, I, I kind of got to go, man. Like, that's what I said. I kind of got to go. I was still singing in the car. The car wasn't turned on. They're like, come on, man. Just come on. I got, I got a whole thing over back here, right around the corner, right through the shrubs. I was like, no, I got to go, dude. And I just started driving. So very slowly at first, but I was ready to gun it if I needed to. I was like, no, I'm good, man. Hey, have a good one. Bye. See you all later. And then I gunned it. I was like, got out of there. And then a little later on, I told the story to the homie to one of my homies that knew them. And he was like, dude, that's good because that guy, something happened a couple years back, but apparently he killed a couple of people. I don't know the full story, but something happened a couple years back. I was like, what? Like I was having such a weird vibe the entire time, like I was in danger. Something was telling me danger, danger, danger. Don't go. Like this is sketch as hell. You don't know what these people are gonna do. What if you robbed me and took my truck and just left me in the ditch? My mom wouldn't know where I was. I wasn't telling my mom where I was smoking crack at. I was 19 years old. I must have been 19 years old. I got a cashier job at a convenience store. Working the kind of making minimum dough. Selling discount smoke to the neighborhood folk. Those four balls were not my rhymes. Do not accuse me of plagiarism. Yeah, I quit. 
I did crack, or G-Funk, technically speed, for about two years straight. I quit when I was 21, so I was 19, 20, 21. Yeah, so I guess I was 19, yeah. Did it for two years, quit. I got forced into a rehab. The type of um, situation where you see on inner, not intermission, but intervention. That's the type of situation my dad betrayed me. He was like, hey, I'm over here. Come have some family time. He betrayed me because when I went in there, after they knew that I was cornered and there were no windows to come out of, these cops came in to this room. Like my dad led me into this room where I couldn't escape. And then these cops came in. I was like, damn, by my own family, I've been manipulated. I've been lied to, deceitful. And at that time, all the mask fell off. I remember just five minutes earlier, I told my dad, no, I'm not high. I looked straight in his eyes. I was like, no, I'm not high. I don't do drugs, Dad. And he's like, okay, son. Okay, I believe you. And he didn't believe me. And then I, once the cops came in and they cuffed me, all the masks were off. I was like, fuck you, pig. And they're like, do you have any drugs on you, sir? I'm in my front pocket. Yes, I do. I was going to smoke it, but instead I'm getting cuffed against my will. I was pissed. For some reason, it just I just snapped. You know, like people that you see that are just being so disobedient towards the police and being volatile. That was me. I was always very nice to the police, even though I was discriminated against several times. But in that moment, I just snapped. I was like, fuck you guys. What is this in your pocket? And they were holding it up. And they actually put it on the ground. They're like, what is that? What is that? I'm like, what does it look like, bruh? What does it look like? Like, you really want me to explain myself? But they didn't send me to jail. This is the weirdest thing. I think it's because my dad has connections. He's got connections up there. He was a big time government official. So I got a pass. They sent me to a rehab. I was in there for about two months. I got out. I relapsed one time. And then I did my own type of uh, intervention where I just went to New York. I took a plane to New York and then I took a Greyhound back to Arizona three months later. But in those three months, I stayed with a family member. And my goal was just be sober, be away from my friends. I kept on knocking on my door saying, hey, you want to hit? It's free. Here you go. Want to have a good time? I know you're trying to be sober, but one hit isn't that bad, right? I won't let you take more than one hit. They're always lying, by the way. And it'll break your your uh, cycle of being clean. And I got clean July 2014. And this is just clean from all types of um, downers, like prescription drugs. No um, Percocets, nothing like that. Anything like that. No uppers, no cocaine, speed, heroin, junky stuff. The only things I'll do these days is, let's say, let's go over the whole list that I got <laughs> of um, components, drugs that I take. Coffee. So caffeine, that's one of the drugs I take almost every day. Nicotine. I do like nicotine. It's a bad habit. I've switched to the vapes. Cut down many times because a lot of times I can go crazy with it. I'm definitely going to cut them in sober October. Hold me to that. I'm going to hold you to that too. If you're going to participate with me in sober October this year, 2022, it's going to be rough. It's going to be so rough, especially with the financial collapse. Why would you want to be sober during the economic collapse? That just sounds counterproductive. You get a lot more done if you were drunk. Trust me. Have you ever tried being productive while drunk? It works. Being productive while high? You just got to force yourself to get up, bro. You got to go the Hunter S. Thompson route. I've always been like that, though. Ever since I was a, ever since I was a teenager, the first cigarette I smoked was off of the dirty asphalt. <laughs> I was like, ooh. A cigarette. <laughs> I was like 12 years old. I was like, ooh, a cigarette. Let me go find a lighter in my mom's drawer. 
smoked a cigarette when I was like 12. And I told my girlfriend that lived in Florida at the time. I was in Arizona, she lived in Florida, because she moved. And I told her, yeah, I, I really like these cigarettes. <laughs> and she's like, I, I, I feel like I don't know you anymore. You're not the same Kashi that I once knew. It's like, what are you talking about? Because I'm smoking a stogie? I'm still the same guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just really hope that's not a genetic condition. Because me and Becca are talking about having kids pretty soon here. Children. I'm definitely not going to be posting pictures of them on social media. It's going to be like they never exist. Not until they're of age to make that decision on their own will they have social media. I'm going to be a con very controlling parent. <laughs> Oh, that's not like a genetic trait that I'll pass down to my kids, is addictive tendencies. Now, I'm not really addicted to food of the sort, but I am addicted to chemically altering substances, such as caffeine, such as weed, such as alcohol. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink every day. I very specifically plan out sober, like, okay, I drink yesterday I'm gonna be sober for as long as I can you know I'm just gonna clean it out of my system the last time I drank was like four days ago or the last time when I was on the tube down by the river having a good old time drinking brewskis getting sunburnt hey I take psychedelics every now and then mushrooms LSD nothing wrong with those those are grown well, not LSD LSD was created in the lab but mushrooms in particular if I had to choose between mushrooms and acid it would definitely be mushrooms I need to find somebody that sells them nearby me <laughs> I don't have any connections as of right now. My supply is out. So if the police is listening to this and they want to raid me, die, you're not going to find anything. <laughs> you're not going to find nothing except marijuana because that is legal in Arizona. Thank you to all the people that voted for Prop 214, 216, 209, whatever it was. And marijuana was illegal in Arizona just a couple of years ago. I remember the day it was passed, I had a jizzy, a joint. And I opened my door and I smoked on my front porch just because, just for the principle. I blew that smoke into the air. I felt like a free man. I was like, shit. Even if the cop rolled up on me right now. Even if I'm still within my property. I'm chilling on my property, officer. You can't do a doggone thing about this jizzy I'm smoking. You want to hit, officer? I don't think so. You get drug tested. They won't allow you to be smoking any herbs when you're enlisted within the government. Sad. But the CIA will give uh, LSD to MK Ultra participants. It is what it is. I think they should just legalize everything. The government can make a massive profit. I'm telling you guys, if the World Economic Forum is listening to me right now, you can make a lot of money if you just legalize drugs. Legalize the mushrooms, bro. Put up dispensaries within every 10 miles of the globe. Marijuana, mushrooms, acid, DMT. Please open up a DMT, DMT center near me. DMT is so weird that I don't trust nobody that's selling it. If I'm ever gonna do DMT, I gotta make it myself or it has to be hand delivered by Ro Jogan himself. But all these weird like party drugs like cocaine, even Adderall, a lot of people are gonna be mad at me for that one, but I live with somebody that took Adderall every day as a teenager and he said that he hated the way it made him feel, but his mom kind of forced him to take it because he was very sporadic. But when he took it, I remember I would watch him every time he would take his Adderall medications that he was prescribed by his doctor, legally funded by Medicare. Shit like that. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why don't you just give the kid some weed? Why you gotta give him these pills? You don't know what the fuck's in this pill, dude. But he would be like a zombie. He'd be like this playing the video game, Dead Space, Call of Duty. At the time we had Xbox 360, so Xbox Live. He'd be a Gears of War, good times. He'd be like this. 
I know it's very unattractive what I'm doing right now, but this is be him. Playing the video game with this jolly guy. Like, it's so weird. Isn't it so fucking weird? Like, he would be like that. And he would tell me, like, in the darkness. Because we shared a room and, you know, men talk. You know, reveal some things to you. And he would tell me in the darkness, like, silently. Like his mom would hear or something. He'd be like, I hate these drugs. I hate the way it makes me feel. I'm like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be taking it. And he's like, well, yeah, but my mom thinks I should, blah, 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 blah. He didn't really have, like, that assertive personality that I have. Now, if I feel like somebody is um, going against my will, somebody's, like, making me do something, I'll instantly retaliate because that's just the way I am. Very anti-disestablishment type of person. Not saying I'm a revolutionary. I'm just saying that I have a disdain for authority, especially when they are incompetent, right? I was in the military, I understand how to take orders. Yeah, man, that Adderall thing is very uh, controversial because it's like a, a one-size-fits-all problem, right? It's a one-size-fits-all solution. Some people might have very positive experiences when it comes to Adderall. They take the Adderall and it removes all their problems. Some people get wrongfully diagnosed, I think, at least in my friend's experience. I remember I said this to one time. There's this girl that I liked. She friend-zoned me. This is before I grew balls. She friends on me. I was at her house one time. I was just talking about how um, my friend, the same story I just told you guys about his Adderall thing. I, I was telling her like, yeah, he would be sitting there like, doing his jaw thing. And she got extremely offended by this. Extremely, because her brother takes ADHD medications. He takes Adderall, stuff like that. And she got extremely offended. She's like, you don't know what those people are going through. My brother takes those medications every day. And you personally offended me on purpose. It's basically what she was getting. I was like, no, I'm just relaying what I seen in the trenches with my homie that was taking it and he did not like the way it made him feel. You're just gonna disregard what my homie said? <sighs> Sometimes you gotta be a dick. That's that Machiavellian advice, I guess. <laughs> People would say, hey, cats, that's not very liberal of you. I thought you were a dem. I am for the most part a dem, but I don't think they should take my guns away. What if the purge was enacted and you didn't have your guns? What the fuck you gonna do now, liberal? <laughs> you gonna make a spear? Sure. You could. Yeah. Anti-spear laws. Anti-weapon laws. Oh wait, a pen could be classified as a weapon. Take away the pens. Anti-literature. That's how the people perish. Lack of knowledge. <gasps> Whoa! That was deep. I do have a confession to make anime i feel extremely torn right now because as you guys know i've been making videos since 2018 variety content started off with gaming and then some memes some irl memes just random shit that comes into my mind but recently i've been talking a lot about irl stuff like the amber heard trial i thought it was super funny that she had five stars on wiki feet so i made a video about that got a lot of positive comments also got a lot of negative comments people saying cats that's not very funny you shouldn't be joking about stuff like that i like comments like that too because i'm pushing the envelope i get some sort of sick satisfaction out of that <laughs> but there's a crossroads i'm at right now which is part of the reason why i made a second channel because i don't want to get limited in my expression anime is dry as Fuck right now. The last anime that me and Becca watched together, I think it was Boruto. And a lot of people are hating on Boruto. I think it's not that bad. Obviously, there's very sus, questionable moments where the fight scenes are like just so low budget. But then other times where it's extremely high budget, like when they had Naruto and Sasuke fight together against that dude. 
was it like episode 80 something like that in Boruto that was fucking sick high budget high construction dope we watched Dragon Ball Z uh, Broly DVD that's from like 2000 whatever 2003 we watched some Dragon Ball Super other than that dude it's like I got the Marin Kitagawa pillow behind me, but that's just like a meme anime. My Hero Academia, I guess. Demon Slayer, we already watched that. And it takes forever to develop Demon Slayer because the production value is so top-notch. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just time for me to start branching out once again into other varieties of content. Anime is always going to be a part of me. Duh. Obviously, the studio will always have waifus inside of them. I will always post Feet Fridays. If I ever miss a Feet Friday, correction. If I miss a Feet Friday within a month, you know, if I don't, if I don't post one transmission a month, you know, there's something terribly wrong. I try to post as often as I can. I try to get into the booth because I know that's what I want to fucking do and can't get sidetracked. You know what I mean? Even just before I was filming this, I was looking at, I was calling the VA asking about the money. Where's my money? It's not coming this month. Sorry. Deal with it. Easily that could have crippled me. Easily I could have said, oh fuck, you know, I might as well start looking for some extra side gigs. What can I do? Maybe I can sell my body on Twitter on OnlyFans. I mean, I could probably do it, right? It's like, fuck, do I want to do that? No. So I'm probably not going to do it, but you think about these things, right? You're like, fuck. You go through these scenarios in your head when you start thinking about money. And what I did, I was just, I meditated for a couple of seconds. You know, you just focus on your breathing, get into the present moment, listen to the sounds around you, feel your body. I hold a lot of anxiety in my stomach and my abs region. So a lot of times I'll be like clenching my abs, like unconsciously for no reason at all. Release those abs, get into the moment, relax. Let's film. Let's talk into the microphone. Let's edit these videos. Life interfering with work or work interfering with life. Either way, I just have to go with the flow and not allow it to crush my spirit just to keep going every single day that I can even if times are rough the memberships yeah one year anniversary of the memberships we're going to be doing a live stream of some sorts on YouTube I don't know what we're going to do yet maybe just me sitting here that sounds kind of boring though maybe something uh, a little bit more fun we can devise some activities uh, live stream outside how long can we last before we get kicked out of McDonald's watching anime feet compilations? Send me your ideas. Send me some voicemails. I'll see you all in the next episode of uh, Cats Productions Podcast. Wow.